please rate the podcast five stars on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening. Please rate the podcast five stars. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. The acoustics in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beard is weird. Beard is weird. Weird beard. Weird beard. Deep breaths from the room where I watch you lie. Any beat from your heart, kiss me through the night. You're my love, you're my death, you're my alibi. Say this isn't goodbye. Who's coming? I don't like it here. I'm going out. I'm going out. All right. Here we go. It's too cagey in there. Who's gonna drive me home tonight? Who's gonna argue till I win the fight? You're the only one who knows how to operate. Wait, I need to read. Morning, morning, morning. Morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning. 6.14 a.m. Beautiful day. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. I love these blue skies. Pink. They're blue and pink and golden. Wheat colored. And I just wanted... So I went to Starbucks just now. Walked there. Out for an early walk. The lobby is closed till 6.30 a.m. Which is... They must be uh, understaffed. Everyone, most people do drive-through now at the Starbucks. I would guess three quarters do drive-through. But I just wanted to point out that I heard a guy walk up to the door and ask the Starbucks girl, can I have a small coffee? So he just said, I thought that was funny. He said, can I have a small coffee? So I wonder what they give those people. Like a, what, a tall, I guess maybe, I don't know, what, it, like, I don't know. Does he know what he's doing? Oh. <laughs> Does he know that that's what you're supposed to say at Starbucks? <laughs> so a, a small coffee. I don't know. Like it's a, like a espresso stand or something or. <sighs> All right. I'm going to keep listening to my podcast now. I just want to give a little shout out. Early morning walk. I like leaving before 6 a.m. now. It's nice to you get up and see that first blue skies of the day. It's beautiful. So I'm going to continue that walk and uh, I'll catch up later. And have a, I'll catch up. All right. I'm going to have a great morning now. Bye-bye right now. That's how it goes. Shout out. Vulnerable men, shout out vulnerable, vulnerable dudes, my vulnerable homies, vulnerable, humble. Who's gonna drive me home tonight? Who's gonna argue till they win the fight? You're the only one who knows how to operate my heavy machinery. Let me try again. Who's gonna drive me home tonight? Who's gonna argue till they win the 
fine. You're the only one who knows how to operate my heaven machinery. Don't let the light go out. Don't let the light go. Mm. Okay, here we go, and I'm doing it now. And I'm doing something now. Here we go. Saturday afternoon. It's the 12th of November. Ole Miss just kicked a field goal to go up 10 nothing on Bama. I'm pulling for Ole Miss there. Let me... I want to bump up the brightness on the iPad here. So then you can see the... Oh. <laughs> nice. Okay. Okay, there we are. Okay. Someone started beeping. They're probably making bacon or cooking up a storm in there. So I paused it momentarily. Here we go. I bump up the brightness. Wow, I'm even getting some Wi-Fi. Somehow I'm getting the Wi-Fi. Oh my god. They're beeping again. Pause. Pause. And resume. <laughs> this is a rocky start. <laughs> this is a rocky start to the podcast. That timing is impeccable. That is hilarious. Okay. Here we go. So. It's Saturday afternoon. It's the 12th of November. Now, I bumped up to brightness. I can see the equalizer. I like watching the equalizer to see how much volume I'm getting on my voice here. So, I was trying to figure out the mic. I was doing a bunch of mic checks a minute ago. I'm getting a Wi-Fi signal somehow from the office, which is... In football terms, I mean, what, 30 yards maybe? 30 yards away, 20? Quarter of a football field? So somehow I'm pulling that, pulling two bars of Wi-Fi. Somehow. Not that that's on the iPad. So, this is a little behind the scenes. We got, we got lots of behind the scenes here. It's 135 an afternoon. It's snowing in the Midwest. Ohio State blew out who Indiana, I believe, in Columbus. Now Michigan is hosting Nebraska and it's snowing in both of those places. And I'm watching the game Ole Miss hosting Bama. This is the game of the day. Number 9 versus number 11. Never forget. 9 versus 11. Ole Miss. Somehow Ole Miss is 8 and 1. Bama is 7 and 2. And guess which one's ranked ninth? Doesn't that peculiar? Bama's ranked ninth Because Bama starts out. They always start out as number 1. And... Uh, Ole Miss probably started out like 15 or so. So, yeah, Nick Saban's yelling at the crew. There's a crazy drone shot. Uh, Bryce Young, 
quarterbacking Bama. Bryce Young is, I believe he's out of Pasadena, over in the eastern part of the valley. Um, so, oh, it's a beautiful day in Mississippi. It was cold. It was 40 degrees when the game started, but the sun's out. So, uh, let's get to Ryan Reynolds. We're going to talk some Ryan Reynolds right now. Guess he has so many credits. The IMDb credits. Acting. Ooh. Ryan Reynolds. 121 acting credits. And what's his age? I think he's... I think he's 47. I'm pulling it up. Born in 76. Just turned 46. October 23rd. Happy belated birthday. What's his... uh, So his movies have... He's one of the highest grossing actors of all time. Worldwide box office gross. Over... Five billion. My goodness. That's very good. The couple Deadpool movies. I wonder, let's see, Deadpool. Well, we'll get into it later. But Deadpool. Uh, budget was 58 million. And it box office 782.6. So, over 700 million net. And I bet Deadpool 2 did better. Sequels usually would do better. 785.8. Wait, 785.8 versus... Wow, 782. That's so close. It barely, it did. It barely edged it out. But uh, the budget was $110 million for the second one. So the net was way better for the first. But... Alright, so let's get into, let's just get into, actually let's, let's look at, I'm on Mr. Reynolds' early life section of his Wikipedia. Born October 23rd, 1976, uh, Bicentennial, baby, right, Bicentennial, Vancouver, British Columbia, pretty close to my hometown. It's less than 100 miles. He's the youngest of four sons. His father... Oh, first town, Bama. But there's a flag on the play. I'll be giving updates. <laughs> no. I, uh, there's... That's, dude, dude, it's college football, dude. Love it. Uh, James Chester Reynolds. Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Mountie? So he was a Mountie? Let's click on that link. Commonly known as Mounties. Federal and National Police Service of Canada. It's kind of like Chips. Chips down here. That was a show. He retired from being a Mountie. And worked as a food wholesaler. Wholesaler. What is a... Food wholesaler do. Consumption and production of marketed food spatially separated. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? 
Production is primarily in rural areas, while consumption is mainly in urban. Agricultural marketing is a process that overcomes the separation, allowing produce to be moved from one area of surplus to one of need. I see. It's kind of like the supply chain, I guess. Touchdown Bama. Pass to number three. Number three on Bama. Uh, Alright, where were we? So, let's just talk about Ryan Reynolds' uncles. Two brothers who work in... So, his dad has two brothers who work in law enforcement in B.C. One followed his father into RCMP. Oh, no, I mean, Reynolds has... Oh, Ryan Reynolds has two brothers who work in law. Okay, I see. His paternal grandfather, Chester Reynolds, was a farmer. Chester Reynolds has a Wikipedia page. That's crazy. He was a provincial politician from Alberta, served as a member of the Legislative Assembly of Alberta from 1940 to 44, sitting as a social credit member from the constituency of Stetler, What's that? I love... I just get into these Wikipedia wormholes. Stetler. Provincial Electoral District. In Alberta. It's a district. Chester Reynolds. Born in Chicago. September 24th, 1902. Passed away May 1st, 1983. At the age of 80. In Vancouver. All right, personal life, yep, he's a grandfather of Ryan Reynolds. Um, Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds has been involved in acting since 13 years old. He graduated from Kitsilano Secondary School in 1994, which he attended with actor Joshua Jackson, known for playing Charlie Conway in Mighty Ducks. Uh, Child Star, also Dawson's Creek, uh, Fringe, which was on Fox in 08 to 2013. This guy is into lots of stuff. Joshua Jackson. What's he currently working on? He hasn't been in a movie since 2015. He's more of a TV actor. 2015, he was in a movie called Sky which is a French-German drama. Stars Diane Kruger, who was in one of my favorite uh, franchises, National Treasure. I hope they make a third one. I think, I wonder, let's look that up. National Treasure, the third. Um, oh, what? IMDB. Is this like a April Fool's joke? In October? No, it's not. November, dude. Uh, National Treasure of the Third. That's what it should be called. Uh, 2024. So it says a script has been written and it's, oh, it's waiting for Nicolas Cage to give it the stamp of approval. He's probably just holding out for more money.
let's see how much, uh, how much did Nicholas Cage make for per National Treasure? For National Treasure, come on, come on, autofill. Uh, let's see. He he makes uh, twenty million in the peak of his career. So yeah, he's, he must have made twenty million for each of those national treasures. Yes, Ohio State beat Indiana fifty six fourteen. C.J. Stroud five touchdown passes. Hendon Hooker, the Tennessee quarterback, Hendon Hooker, four touchdown passes. Uh, that's a Heisman watch there. Let's see who's going Heisman watch. We have those two guys. We also have Bryce Young in this game. I think the Ole Miss quarterback is Heisman. Oh, oh, oh! That should have been intercepted. The so these guys just will throw it like sixty yards. I I've noticed that that's happening a lot more often with maybe it's just college. It's more college quarterbacks. They'll just huck it up like fifty yards, and there's always there's always at least two defenders in only one wide receiver, and that should have been the interception there. But that's why they play defensive back. Is the old saying. It's like if you would be able to, if you could catch better, if you had better hands, you would be a, might be a wide receiver. But some defensive backs make great interceptions. All right. Uh, Heisman watch. Let's see what ESPN has to say about the Heisman watch. Oh, they have Hooker. Number one for Tennessee. Wow, they have number one. I wonder, this is not, this does not, obviously doesn't take into account the game that just happened. So going in, so Hooker, then C.J. Stroud, then Bryce Young, Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback, then Drake May, quarterback out of North Carolina. It's all quarterbacks. Heisman's, oh, here's a running back. Michigan, Blake Corum. There you go. That's your top guys for Heisman. Who's the, I think the Ole Miss quarterback's pretty good, though. Ole Miss. Uh, Jackson Dart. That's a great, I should make a, I gotta write that down to do for my, Oh, where's my, I gotta go get my, um, I'll just pause this momentarily. Okay, I'm back. It's like I never left, but I, I still gotta write down Arnie Pod. It's like I switched the name of the podcast, but I like Arnie Pod. It's shorter. Um, blog, fake, college. I'm going to draw a football. QB names. Monikers. Monikers. What's another word for that? Whatever. Okay. So. I'm going to... Jackson Dart's a great name for... That's the Ole Miss quarterback. 
Jackson Dart. He's out of... That's right. He was QB at USC for one's first freshman year. And he transferred. That's why it's so familiar. He's from Utah. Kaysville, Utah. Part of the Ogden-Clearfield metropolitan area. So that's northern. That's up by... How did how did Utah let him go? How did he escape the He was offered by Arizona State but and off and did offseason training with former ASU quarterback Taylor Kelly. I remember Taylor Kelly. He played at Oh, he's Taylor Kelly was from Eagle, Idaho. Eagle Idaho, which I think's near Boise. But when when was he at ASU? He was at ASU uh, like twenty eleven to twenty fifteen. He's he's a little older. Taylor Kelly. Mar uh, he's thirty one. He's a couple years older than me. He is currently the QB coach from modern day which is a football powerhouse in um, Santa Ana, which is near Angel Stadium. Modern day, I'm trying to remember, is that who, that's who Bellevue played, and I went to that game. I was, I've talked about this on the podcast, actually, which is funny. J.R. Hasty. I, that's who, because modern day, if I'm not getting it mixed up, I'm not even going. I bet, I think the, my, it's okay, it's slow. The internet's slow because it's Saturday afternoon. Everyone's on their, I swear that the internet goes slower when it's like a Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon. It's weird. But uh, you can just put in, flip in airplane mode and then pop it back out. Of airplane, back to ground mode. Modern, so back to modern day. Modern day is who. Now I'll just pull up modern day Bellevue. Uh, would that? Where's the news article? Two thousand. Who did Bellevue? Was it J.R. Hasty? Bellevue, maybe I should look up Bellevue. Bellevue is a, a football powerhouse. The biggest, I would say, for all you uh, football fans, yeah, Bellevue was the biggest football powerhouse in the Seattle area. Uh, Skyline as well, but Skyline was our level, Bothell's level, uh, 4A. Bellevue is always 3A. But yeah, Bellevue won a ton of championships. I just want to see who did they upset uh, with J.R. Hasty back it was like 2004. J.R. Hasty. He went to Central. He played for Central, but he did not meet academic requirements, according to the Seattle Times article.
from 2009, August 8th, 09. Uh, yes, he plays. Jared Hasty did go and play for the Huskies. So then after that, he went to Central. Yeah, he played for. So he played for the Huskies in 07. So maybe this was 0, It wasn't 04. I. It must have been. I'm just. What? His dad? Is that his. James Hasty. Oh, James Hasty. I wonder if that is his. Yeah, his son is J.R. Hasty and Tyler Hasty. Uh, James Hasty is a Coug. Wazoo. Nice. 1988 draft pick, third round. He played in the NFL for a long, for like, from, for 14 seasons. From 1988 to 01. He played for the Jets from 88 to 94. The Chiefs from 95 to 2000. And the Raiders. The Raiders. 01. Two-time Pro Bowler. Wow. James Hasty, Number 40. He's not quite... He's not a Hall of Famer. But 45 career interceptions. That's a lot. 45. Four touchdowns. Let's pull up. So I'm, I'm still wondering. I think... I think modern day is the team that, that Bellevue that didn't they have they made a movie about it uh, or like a California football winning streak I'll look that up here uh, what it was like 150 games uh, De, La, De La Salle was it De La Salle See, maybe, I wonder if it wasn't modern day. Yeah, there it is. It was De La Salle. I got, I got De La Salle mixed up with modern day. Uh, De La Salle is Northern California. So here we go. I'm on the Seattle Times. No, this is CLPI, which I, it has not been a newspaper in existence for a long time. September 4th, 2004. De La Salle's streak is over. Uh, 151 consecutive games. They won. Uh, a 39-20 to victory by Bellevue. At Quest Field, which went on to be CenturyLink, and is now Lumin Field. It's Looming in the background looming <laughs> looming field no that's dumb that's dumb there's so many there was a lot of people there there was nearly almost 25,000 fans it says fans De La Salle had not lost a game since 1991 and this was 2004 so it was 13 years, almost 13 years, probably. J.R. Hasty. See, I, I do remember J.R. Hasty getting a big run. Uh, De La Salle was a solid start, moved 83 yards down the field, 
but then J.R. Hasey took the ensuing kickoff 74 yards to the house. And he rushed for 276 yards and three more touchdowns on the night. See, I do. See, that's why I remember. Of course, that's why I associate. He dominated that game. And uh, what was he not even a senior? I He, he definitely wasn't. I don't. I'm, yeah, Hasty was. He wasn't a senior in 04. Because we were just looking. He played for the Huskies in 07. So, anyway, that was that. Penn State is crushing Maryland. Let's look up. You like these random uh, highlights? Let's look up James Hasty's NFL stats. I want to see how he did in his Pro Bowl seasons. 97 and 99, both of the Chiefs. Uh... He had seven interceptions in 99 and two touchdowns. Yeah, really solid year. How many tackles? Defensive stats aren't as fun. Where are the tackles? Wait, only... Oh, no, 62 tackles. 62 solo tackles in 97. 72 solo in 99. That's a lot. That seems like a ton, actually. With the... Jets, in 94, he had 77 solo tackles. Because over 16 games, that's more than four a game. That's a lot. That's that's good for a defensive back. He's from... Oh, he also played for Central. James Hasty played for Central, Washington. He was a Wildcat. Then he went on to Wazoo. To my squad, Wazoo. And he's from Franklin, Franklin High School in Seattle, which is where, that's a, a basketball powerhouse. Peyton Siva, pulling him up. He was an NBA player for Peyton Siva from Franklin, yep, Franklin High School. He played, actually, Peyton only played one season in the NBA. 2013-2014. Peyton is just turned 32. He played for the Pistons back in 13-14. He was Washington Mr. Basketball 2009. That'd be, that, that'd be a fun list to look up. Here we go. Award winners. They got a, a Wikipedia. Washington Mr. Basketball. All right. Oh, wait. Ole Miss did score again. 17-7. Yeah, I like this. I would like this an upset here. Bama doesn't... Now, see, I'm getting deep in the weeds in, in the sports talk right now. But it's because it's sports season. It's, a be, it's sports season right now. It's the best season for sports. Uh, I was going to look up... Well, I mean, now that the Astros won the World Series... That was pretty disappointing. I would have liked to. I liked uh, Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber had some funny sound bites. Um, I'm just looking. Bama football has been dominant. I was looking at Lane Kiffin's coaching record before the podcast. Uh, Lane Kiffin is the Ole Miss coach. 
He used to coach for USC. So, Alabama's all-time, this seems like a really good all-time winning percent. 73% for Bama for all-time, uh, 949 wins, 335 losses, 43 ties. So, what is this, soccer? That's a, that's a ton of, a lot of ties. They, they list, <laughs> this is funny, they list the rivalries for Bama. Auburn, the in-state rivals, Auburn Tigers, the Clemson Tigers, Florida, Georgia, LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, happening right now, Penn State, that's a, I never even considered that. They don't play that often, they don't play every season. I mean, I would say, now I have to look up, now I'm just getting deep in the weeds, and I'm getting too deep in the sports weeds. I was going to look up how many times Penn State played Bama. I'd say probably three times in the last, maybe three times in the last decade. Uh, and then they also list Tennessee. I just think that's that's so funny to me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine rival? You can't have. That's hilarious. Everybody wants to be Bama's rival because they're always number one. You can't have nine rivals. Let me look at, uh, I would say, I would say if I had to choose three of these, three actual rivals here, uh, definitely Auburn. Uh, I'd say I'd give it to Clemson just because they've matched up. They've had like those championship game matchups. So Auburn and Clemson. And then uh, LSU. I would say LSU. That's uh, Those used to be some classic number one versus number two games. And they would be they would be like 12 to 9 or something. Those LSU-Bama games back in my early college years. Uh, all right. I remember specifically, yeah, my first, my freshman year, I was roommates with Blake, and um, we did have a TV in our, we had a little TV in our room. I watched a lot of college football that fall, before I transferred, I transferred to Western in the January, but that fall, 2011, see, now I have to pull up the... And then I'll get back into Ryan Reynolds. We have to. We haven't even started Ryan Reynolds. Twenty eleven Bama LSU. LSU football. Uh, you probably didn't have to type football there. There it is. Uh, nine. See what I said? Nine to six. That was even low. Less scoring. Nine to six. Come on. Less miles. Speaking of less. Les Miles was a coach. He's, oh, where's Les Miles? He's not even, I'm surprised that Les Miles isn't coaching anywhere. But he is pretty old. He just turned 69 on November 10th. Uh, he's, he's younger than Nick Saban, though. But he last coached for Kansas in 2020. 
Kansas is doing well this season. Who's their coach? See, I get, I'm just in the, now I can't get out of my, this wormhole. Kansas football. Who's the Kansas football head coach? Um, Lance Leopold. We talked about him recently. We did, I, I, now that I look at him, I'm like, this is very familiar. We did, we just talked, we definitely talked about Lance Lee. That's so funny. That's so random. How did I get into the same, because now that I look at Wisconsin Whitewater, we discussed this in a recent episode. I talk about many things, but I'm pretty sure Lance Leopold, because I think I was talking, I was talking Kansas football about a month ago, probably. Because they were doing good back then. But then they lost a few games. But they did beat Oklahoma State. So what's the Kansas football record here? They just crushed Oklahoma State, who's always good. Yeah, Kansas is 6-3. and three. That's, that's solid. They'll make a good, bold, uh, good solid bowl game. They're good. They're good. Uh, yeah. Who do they play? Texas Tech today. Then, so they're at Texas Tech, then versus home versus Texas, then at Kansas State. Some tough games here. Kansas, one of my favorite comedians alum, uh, Nikki Glazer, went to Kansas. I think, did Paul Rudd, I know Paul Rudd's from, there's lots of funny comedian, comedic actors, uh, Sudeikis, David Koechner, Paul Rudd, all from Kansas City, and I think Paul Rudd may be a Jayhawk. I definitely want to go to a, what's it called, Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, My uncle, Uncle Steve. He's been on the podcast, of course, many times. Oh, Bryce Young. Oh, my gosh, Bryce Young's juking all over the place. But he didn't score. But Uncle Steve, podcast alum, also, I think, I wonder if he graduated from Kansas. He went to a few colleges. I'm trying to remember if he may have gone to Montana State. My dad, both my parents are Montana State Bobcats. Trying to think of Uncle Steve's also Montana State, but he went to Tulsa. That's where he was Tulsa, in Oklahoma. They're good at basketball sometimes, and sometimes football. Uncle Steve also went to Kansas. And I think I think Uncle Steve played for. He may have even played football, for Northern State, in Aberdeen, South Dakota. That may be so. I. And maybe he went to four colleges. He also went to MSU. I'll have to ask him next time I speak with him. All right. Kansas. It's Kansas football. Lance Leopold. Les Miles. Les Miles is a Michigan man. But but he doesn't want to be an assistant for Harbaugh. You won't be an assistant when you're almost 70 years old. 
your only head coach. You don't, there's no, well, I mean, maybe, but possibly, but not former. It doesn't seem like a former head coach would go on to be an assistant at 70 years old. That doesn't seem like a move, but Les Miles. Let's read about his personal life. Les Miles is married with four children. ESPN has positively cited him for the positively, like good thing, <laughs> like positive. <laughs> That's what that means for the balance he maintains between his role as a head football coach and husband and father. Apparently, he's a good family man. He's a family guy. He's also a religious man. I mean, lots of Southern, I, come on, lots of Southern football coaches. I assume religion must be very popular. <laughs> what do you call us? What do you call us? Are we uh, out here in the West? Are we hedon? What's a hedonist? <laughs> I'm looking. Uh, hedonism. What's hedonism? He, um, pleasure. I think we're kind of, that's like the religion out here in the West Coast. I think it's hedonism and nihilism. Nihilism is when you don't believe anything matters. <laughs> no, no, that's not. I mean, people are kind of crazy out here in California. Uh, definitely hedonists. But yeah, religion. I. Touched on Bama, by the way. So, 14, 17, 8 seconds till halftime. Yes, obviously, I'm going to look up uh, religion. I'm just going to, what, what, what question am I looking <laughs> I can't figure out, I can't. Uh, religion in the South. USA. I'm getting my tongue all twisted up. See what I'm saying? Wait, this is an amazing statistic. Wait, oh, South America. Oh, no, I'm not looking up South. I don't want South America. See, I thought... I'm like, <laughs> I'm just getting all mixed up, right? No, I want the American South, not South... But that is an amazing statistic for South America, though. Guess what percent of South America is Christian? Over... 83%. That's that's an incredibly high statistic. But, no, I want religion in the USA uh, in one 2020 survey 65% of Americans say religion plays an important or very important role in their life. That's like two-thirds. That's that's higher than I would estimate. Two-thirds of American? Eh. That's a high percent. Two-thirds? I would guess more like half. I would think more like... Because lots of things are... Lots of things are 50-50. That's... <laughs> I think someone once... Some philosopher or something said that everything is 50-50. That's an old philosophy. I'm looking more for specifically America's uh, what percent of 
Americans in the South. Uh, this is not very interesting. It's okay, though. I'm almost there. In the South are religious or Christian? I'll just check religious first. Um, yeah. Uh, let's, oh, there it is. 45%. So apparently the Southwest is, I would not, I don't even believe this. This is according to Gallup who I think they do lots of polls. I think they are pretty reliable. I mean, I've heard of them. But I just don't believe that this, um, Southwest America is more religious than Southeast. Because I, I live in the Southwest. But um, I think I would, it's also a, I would just say, I think lots of, it's not, I don't want to make everything racial, but lots of, lots of, um, Hispanic people are Catholic, right? I've seen Coco. I've seen Coco. Yeah, so it's all, it's also like a, yeah, lots of, that's the truth of it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting all, what is this, like CNN or something? Why am I even talking about these st Gallup statistics? But I would still think that I just associate the SEC football with Christianity, right? That's what it isn't. Isn't that funny? It's a whole football conference. Uh, and yeah, just I guess people like me who live in this area, I'm a he, like we already discussed. I guess I'm just a hedonist nihilist. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I don't think I'm a nihilist. But ranch water, that sounds disgusting. Ranch, it's ranch water is like a new, looks like a new, uh, just saw a commercial. I wonder if the other game's at halftime. Uh, Michigan. See, I definitely have ADD or something. I'm all over the place. <laughs> no, um, ranch water is like a cowboy white claw. That's what it looked like. Um, see, the other game is they're showing ha highlights of the Bama Ole Miss game. So I'll just flip back to. I'm giving you a play by play here. Okay. What was I saying? Cowboy White Claw. Ranch? That sounds disgusting. Doesn't that sound gross? It just, it sounds like they mix ranch dressing in water. And that's, that would be absolutely, that sounds like a TikTok challenge. Those are, those are ridiculous. I've looked up, I've looked up the most insane, uh, most, not insane, most ridiculous, uh, not Tim, TikTok challenges. Most ridiculous TikTok. Uh, New York Post, 24 craziest challenges. I think I looked at this exact list, actually. 
I swear, I, now that I, I swear, I, I just keep going in circles in this podcast. It's that's, that was way too familiar. I was like, I've looked, I've looked at that list on this podcast before. So, um, let's just. I want to talk about. I have lots of tabs open. I want to talk about Mr. Basketballs in Washington, but I also want to, since we're almost 45 minutes in, I want to start Ryan Reynolds. So first, let me start. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the crux of it. We start at the beginning. I, something caught my eye that looked interesting, so that's kind of a cliffhanger. Something caught my eye that looked interesting. Of course, Ryan Reynolds is working on interesting products. Products. I wanted to say projects. Um, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is easily, just off the top of the head, Gosling. I think Gosling should do more. I, see, let me write that down, too. I was going to do a combo episode, but these guys are so big, they deserve their own episodes. So maybe I'll just do that one next. Maybe if I'm feeling really motivated, I'll do it tomorrow, maybe. But it's all good. Definitely got to do Gosling. They're too famous. In 121 credits, he's only 46. That's incredible. He's on pace for... He could go 300. He could, he could have the most credits, maybe. I wonder if anyone's ever had 300 acting credits. Because, here we go, because his first one was 1991. It was 18 episodes. That's a, like a, almost a full season. They, they used to have so many episodes in TV shows. Like a regular season would be maybe 22, 24 episodes. But this one's 18 episodes. It was called 15, and he played Billy Simpson. 1991. 15 follows students' fictional Hillside School. Dealt with the many issues. Who else was starring in it? Laura Harris. Maybe is this Canadian? It seems like a Canadian. I think it's a Canadian thing. Laura Harris. Chris William Martin. Guy's name is Chris Martin. Todd Talbot. That's why I had to put the William in there. Todd Talbot. Andrew Baskin. There's no one else. Ryan Reynolds is way down the list too. But he was in 18 episodes, and it was his first acting credit on IMDb. So there you go. We got it kicked off here. Uh, next one, Ordinary Magic, 1993, plays Ganesh slash Jeffrey. Is this like a? Is this like a that one Michael Myers movie? What's that? What was that called? Oh God, that was on the tip of my tongue right there. What now? I have to look that up. <laughs> I have like I have like twenty five. I have twenty five tabs open. What was that Mike Myers movie? You you know the one I'm. You know the one I'm trying to think of. I know you know it. This was like the maybe other than Austin Powers. This was the one every. Or maybe I'm thinking of Jim Carrier. Sometimes like a Jim the Love Guru. Am I thinking of the Love Guru? 
See, I think that is. Yes, The Love Guru. That's that's the movie I was thinking of. That just reminds me of... The Love Guru was a great one. Um, 2008. I would have guessed, like, 06. Oh, it was June 20th, 2008. 87 minutes. Wow, that it did not even make its money back. Why was the budget $62 million for this comedy? That's a big budget comedy. $62 million? And it only made forty-one. Michael, Mike Myers. I call him Michael Myers. That's the Halloween guy. He's the Guru Pitka, tasked with revitalizing the Toronto Maple Leafs hockey team. That's right. There was a, a hockey slant. Jessica Albert was in it. This girl that got voted off Survivor. I think she was, spoiler alert, if you're following the newest season of Survivor, current season of Survivor. But she was voted off, like, week two. She was the second voted off. She reminded me of Jessica Alba, who used to be, like, the GOAT. Of course, Jessica Alba. Back when I was growing up, she was number one. It was her and Megan Fox. Uh, yeah, easy. Easy. That's the one, two. Whichever order you prefer back in the day. Alba, Fox. Who was the other top dog? I was going to say Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel is up there too. Um, all right. <laughs> Jessica. Jessica. Uh, I try to keep thinking. Oh, Jessica Simpson. Of course. Jessica Simpson was bomb. Uh, okay. That's something I wanted to, let's just get into this right now. Let's, let's, we'll go back to the Ryan Reynolds movie in a second. But I wanted to talk about just a random right turn, just a random turn right here. I was, I was listening to Chris Stefano this morning, catching up on his podcast. And he said, he was in Ireland recently. He was talking about Bobby Sands who did a hunger strike in 1981, a famous hunger strike. And guess how many days it was? I See, I don't even believe this. 66, this, on Wiki, according to Wikipedia, 66 days he died at age 27. But it says, it says, does that mean, are they saying... Are they implying he didn't not eat? Um, I'm reading the rules of the... Oh, these are the demands of the hunger strike. The right to not wear a prison uniform. The right to not do prison work. The right of free association with other prisoners and to organize educational and recreational pursuits. The right to one visit, one letter, and one parcel per week. Full restoration of remission lost through the protest. That doesn't seem like that big of demands, really. If you really look at this, <laughs> he was doing, he did not eat for, see, I, and I don't understand, how do you not eat for over two months? It doesn't, any doctors or scientists listening might be questioning it too. I don't think that's physically possible, is my point. 
I've heard, I just, I've heard people say that if you, you could go, like, what, two weeks without eating and die, right? Maybe it depends how much fat you're coming in, you know, how much you have to burn, I guess we would say. Like, if you're very, obviously, if you're really skinny going in, you, you can't last as long. That's gotta be a fact. But, so maybe Bobby Sands was packing, packing, <laughs> coming in. He was just packing some extra, He maybe he was eating a lot, because he knew he was going to go on a hunger strike. So, he went to the Irish version of Old Country Buffet. And, or the Irish Round Table. Was it Round or Godfather's? Round Table or Godfather's? I think they may have both had good buffets. Um, but yeah, these demands are not that... So the prison uniform, he doesn't want to work in prison either. It's just... I like the, the one visit, one letter, and one parcel per week. That doesn't seem like... That doesn't seem like too big of an ask. Uh, but they just left him out to dry. And he died of self-imposed starvation after 66 days. I don't believe it. That's, I guess, was he sneaking Twinkies or something? <laughs> it's, it just seems impossible. Is it just me or does it seem impossible? I just laughed about it. I just, right when I saw that, I knew I had to do a podcast today. Because I was like, I got to discuss this. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> I just laughed. It's just, it's not funny. How is it possible? He must have been drinking a lot of water. Was that, you, because you obviously, I mean, obviously you can't go two months without drinking water, obviously. But, uh, this, I'm, I'm just looking at the, I can't believe it in front of my own eyes. It's just so, it's not funny. It's just incredible. It must be a Guinness world record for sure. He never got to live to see his name in the record book. But 66 days. Is... So anyway, that so I, I looked at that, and then I said, I want to talk about my favorite cartoon, one of my favorite shows of all time. Definitely my favorite show growing up, The Simpsons. I would say now my favorite show, Survivor. But I can't believe The Simpsons... Oops, I accidentally clicked on... Bad. Uh, I can't believe The Simpsons is still on TV. After over, it's been on since like '89. It's crazy. So, this episode, episode 263. Is that see? That's a that's a ton, and it was only March 4th of 2001. So how many? See now I need to see. How many uh, Simpsons episodes exactly? It would just be on their Wikipedia, of course. How many Simpsons episodes are there? I don't want to. Um, oh my goodness. 734. 34 seasons. 734? That's so many. That must be the most. I mean, other actually, uh, you have like the late night shows that are on five times a week 
obviously. So, anyway, that's a lot though for a weekly show. Um, so this was episode two sixty three. It's called what? Uh, Hungry, hungry Homer. Was that the name? I swear. Yeah, I think that was the name here. God, I hate how I just want to exit out of that. There we go. Exit out of that ad. Hungry, hungry Homer. <laughs> The 15th episode of season 12. After Homer discovers the Springfield isotopes are being moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico, he stages a hunger strike outside the stadium. See why I thought of this episode? They must have been doing a take on uh, Bobby Sands. Let's just read about it. The Simpsons visit Blockoland. That was probably really... Oh, I, that was funny. It was a spinoff on Legoland. I think it was like dangerous Legoland. Uh, Lisa buys an Eiffel Tower kit, only to find out later it has a deliberately missing base piece. Homer decides to s- stick up for the little guy. Lisa's the little guy. Getting Lisa the piece from a box labeled Missing Tower Pieces. He then, That's funny. He then goes on to help Bart get a date for the upcoming school dance after the girl, girls in quotations, said she'd rather go with Tommy by telling Sherry slash Terry she couldn't do better and helps Marge's hairstylist sort his finances. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's get to the... This is a long recap. Oh my God, it's like a book. Uh, I just want to skip ahead, get to the crux of the episode. Um, okay, I guess we just have to read all this. <laughs> it, all, it all seems important to me. <laughs> One day at Moe's. Moe Mo is a top five Simpsons character for me, for sure. For, like, I'm talking like Simpsons side characters off the top of the head. Oh my gosh. And Moe, I mean, Lenny and Carl. Can I get, like, Lenny and Carl as, like, a package deal? And, um... Smithers. I mean, even Smithers and Burns is a package deal. And, uh, oh, Skinner, of course. Skinner's a classic. What about female side? Oh, um, Edna, um, Krabappel, Crabapple, uh, Bart's teacher. She's funny. Oh, and, um, Marge's Selma and Patty. Marge's twin sisters are funny. Oh, uh, Millhouse, Millhouse is great actually. I, I I'd say uh, my top three. I'd go Mo, Millhouse, Skinner. I think that's a powerful. Actually, instead of, I'd go Mo, Millhouse. What's his face? Um, Groundskeeper Willie. Groundskeeper Willie is awesome. Okay, uh, maybe I think the best. I would say the best. Treehouse of Horror was um, the Groundskeeper Willie one. They did a really good Groundskeeper Willie. Like, he like becomes the tractor. That's an awesome one. Maybe we'll do that episode. Maybe I'll write that uh, for the Gosling app. Um, G-Keeper Willie. Uh, Halloween app. All right, there we go. Um, so let's keep reading. One day at Moe's, Lenny arrives angry at the fact that the Springfield isotopes are losing. 
Homer goes to get Lenny's ticket refunded. Homer, sticking up for the little guy, meets the isotope's owner, Howard K. Duff. The eighth? Duff, is that related to Duffman? Uh, the man refuses to supply a refund, but in his haste to leave, Homer discovers evidence that the isotopes are going to Albuquerque. Duff says they're not, and then um, he he has to Duffman drug Homer to cover up the truth. I don't remember what that means. He probably just like sticks a needle in his arm or something, or maybe it's like uh, Men in Black. The, uh, whatever they call that thing, the memory eraser thing. Homer attempts to alert the local media of the scheme. Scheme. They call him a liar because he doesn't have evidence. Duff uh, removes all the evidence because Duff removed it. Homer goes on a hunger strike in response, chaining himself to a pole near Duff Stadium, hoping to force the owners of the team to admit their secret plan. Draws quite a crowd. Um, they exploit his popularity. Call him Hungry Hungry Homer. Yeah, this was a funny one. Let's see how it ends. Uh, God, this is such a... It's just too long of a recap. It's, it's funny. Homer finally eats. Homer becomes so thin and ill. Marge is worried... Uh, Duff, however, assures Marge he's fine, and she remains unconvinced. During a game, Homer begins to hallucinate, seeing the spirit of Cesar Chavez. Yeah. he Then he eventually eats a hot dog. This was, I would say, out of ten stars, or less like a Rotten Tomato score for that episode. I haven't seen it for a while, but... I'd say that was like a 75 percenter. It's definitely not one of my favorite Simpsons episodes, but it was pretty funny. I don't see, we didn't even read about the side story, or like what's the the C plot. Do we have to go back? I, there was something going on with, um, I just don't even want to go back into it. Something Marge and Lisa, they were doing something. There's always a C-plot in the Simpsons episodes. I like more... See, that's a that's a Homer episode. I like it when it's like a Homer and Lisa episode. Or like a Homer and Bart. Or a Homer and Marge. It's got to be Homer and somebody. That was just a Homer episode. Uh, that's my opinion. Like, it's always good when it's based on Homer. When Homer's the base of the episode, those are always the best ones. Like a Homer in Flanders. Oh, Flanders is maybe my number four. Flanders gets kind of uh, tiresome, I guess. So, You know, like, he's, like, repetitive. He's, like, predictable. <laughs> of course, Flanders is predictable. Uh, he's dilly, dilly-illy predictability. Uh, let's just go back to Ryan Reynolds. Ordinary Magic, 1993, was a great year. What what was the date this came out? Come on, they can't give me a... October 21st. It was three days before... 
I was a half, I was almost a half year old. I wonder if I saw this movie. My mom watched it, maybe. The misadventures of a boy sent to live with his aunt in Canada, where he and a group of unlikely heroes take a stand against the ski resort infringing upon his new home. Very Canadian. A ski... <laughs> uh, this must be... Giles Walker is the director. He's Scottish. Oh, he passed away. March 23rd, 2020, at the age of 74. That's, I wonder if it was, that's a, uh, what's the word? It's an interesting date. It's like right after the pandemic started, right? Giles, was that, Giles Walker, was that his name? I had so many tabs open. Giles Walker, uh, Hollywood, you know, director. I just want to see if he died of COVID or something. Maybe. How did he die? Just why doesn't Wikipedia always just have that? Um, it just says he died, <laughs> March twenty twenty. Everybody's always just interested in the cause of death, or maybe I am just, um, you know. Like, what's the word for that? See, I, I'm having trouble. <laughs> my my vocabulary right now is struggling for some reason. Um, you know, that's kind of dark, but I like knowing... The, it's just interesting finding out... Of course, everybody likes knowing the cause of death. 74 is pretty old. Seventy, A 74-year-old dude could be Natchez. Natchi causes, of course. Ryan Reynolds. My grandpa is 86. He just went on a cross-country road trip. <laughs> Seriously, it sounds like... My grandpa is 86, and he just drove from Montana to Michigan and back. That's a trip right there. By himself. That's crazy. Uh, so, anyway... <laughs> Ordinary man. He's doing good, though, I guess. He's back in Great Falls, MT. Good old Great Falls. Ryan Reynolds stars as Ganesh, which reminded me of Love Guru, which is why we started talking about that. Glenn Headley is also in it. Not to be mixed up with Lena Hetty, who I think... Lena Hetty might be like... Game of Thrones or like 300, those types of movies. So the next Ryan Reynolds, back to Ryan Reynolds. His next credit, 1994, TV movie, My Name is Kate. He plays Kevin Bannister. Uh, let's, Kate is Donna Mills, play, she plays her, an alcoholic. As is often the case, she's in full denial regarding the illness. Only when she's threatened with mass desertion desertion by her husband, children, and best friend, she goes to treatment. Okay. It's like a serious movie. Donna Mills. I haven't... Let's look up Donna Mills. I wonder what she's up to. Uh, what she's... Maybe she's very famous. 
I just don't know about it. Wow, she's pretty old, though. I guess she might be his mom. <laughs> I guess she must be his mother. She was born in 1940. She's about to be 82. She's from Chicago. She's an alum of Illinois. Urbana Champagne. Yeah, that's such a long name. Just say Illinois, because uh, it's implied that it's Urbana Champagne. That's the main one. The Illini. She's a fighting Illini. Which I think that they lost today, actually. I'm getting off in my... I just, just want to see if Illinois... Yes, they did fall to Purdue. 31-24. Lovey Smith. That's where, that's where Lovey Smith... He's coaching Illinois. Um, he stayed in the state. Because he was old Bears, Chicago Bears coach. He led them to the Super Bowl. When the Rex Grossman, they lost to they lost to Peyton Manning, back in. O seven, the O seven season, so anyway, Donna Mills. What does Donna Mills do? She's old. She's an old lady. She's almost eighty two. Maybe she still acts. She has tons of credits. Oh my gosh, she does still act. She's in a. She's in a a movie that comes out twenty twenty three. She was in. Oh my gosh, she um so she she's in a movie 2023 called Dawn, which is I guess it's set on a VC Andrews novel. It's the first of five books in the Cutler series. VC Andrews. She lived wait, oh I see. She passed away back in 1986, B.C. Andrews. But she was a famous writer. Okay. Okay, uh, so anyway. So, but, oh yeah, um, Donna Mills was in the Jordan Peele movie that came out this summer. Nope. I did not get to that one, but it got mixed reviews. I think it got pretty good reviews. What's Nope on, let's see. The box office, it, it did, it netted over a hundred million. That's huge. Uh, yes, yeah, they'll probably make a sequel. You know, nope. Yes, they'll call it. I mean, of course. Yup, they'll call it Yup. That would be a fun name. Call it Yup. Uh, but <laughs> I'm like all over the place. I just want to see what is Nope on. Eighty-two percent. On the old RT, Rotten Tomatoes, the audience only has it at 69. Critics have it at 82. It's two hours and 15 minutes. I don't, any movie over two hours is, has to be really good, you know. I don't like long movies. I prefer a 90-minute movie. Okay. Anyway, so that's Nope, that's Donna Mills. Giles Walker. Let's just go back to Ryan Reynolds. Actually, let's let's read a couple. Let's dip our toes in the Washington Mr. Basketball. Start in the beginning. I guess 1994 was the first year. This guy played in the NBA. Michael Dickerson. 
he from a federal way. I used to go to my brother's swim meets in federal way. The King County Aquatic Center. There was a Winco near a Winco Foods Center there down there. Uh, federal way. He went to that high school. He went to Arizona. Went out and played Arizona Wildcats. Uh, played for the Rockets for one season, and then for the Grizzlies for a few seasons. He was only in the NBA for four seasons or so. But yeah, he's he was the first Mister Basketball, nineteen ninety four. Then it was Donald Watts, who doesn't have a blue. I'll click on the guys who are blue. Lake Washington, though. That's that's near, right near where I was born. That's probably the closest hospital to my birth spot. How could, well, if I forgot the name of the hospital, Evergreen Hospital. <laughs> uh, it's a very generic name, right? That's such a generic, it seems like I'm making it up. It's a very North Pacific Northwest name. Isn't, am I making that up? Isn't it called, is it not called Evergreen Hospital? Yeah, it's so generic. The other one's called Overlake. Or is it Interlake? Am I... <laughs> I don't even know. In Interlake or Overlake? Evergreen, of course. I was born in Evergreen. Like, near Costco. Near the original Costco. That's a callback. Remember talking about the OC, original Costco? Alright. But I think, I think, uh, Lake Washington's, I'm just saying that that's the closest high school to where I was born, I believe. The Kangaroos. Okay, nineteen ninety six, Quincy Wilder, Decatur. Oh, okay, and then it says their college. So Donald Watts played for UW. Um, Quincy Wilder played for. So Decatur, and then Highline, USC. Oh wow, he went and played for USC. Then Evergreen State. <laughs> I guess he. I mean, Evergreen State, it's like, I don't know, whatever division that is. That's that's the one that was, Evergreen State was like all up in the news for, for like a few years ago, right? Like the Weinstein guy, is that his name? Isn't, like Joe Rogan was always talking about that guy. Um, yeah, he was Evergreen State. Like he, he got like protested by people. Um, by students, super woke students protested this guy, I guess. Professor. All right. Let's go back to Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ryan Reynolds, his fourth credit. Wow, it's a, a tie ball game. Tie ball game, nine minutes left in the third quarter. Ole Miss has the ball in the red zone. They're driving. Okay. Go, let's go Ole Miss. I do, I love their uniforms. They remind me of, they kind of remind me of the Chargers powder blues. But they're a little different. I wonder what kind of blue that is. Now we have to, <laughs> now we have to Google that. What kind of blue is the Ole Miss, Ole Miss football 
blue color. What is it? You know, is it Yale blue? Is that what it said? Powder. See, this says it's powder blues. It's not the same. It's a little different than than the Chargers one. I swear it's a little different. But maybe maybe the Chargers just looks different because they wear yellow with it. And Ole Miss wears red with it. I like the Ole Miss ones better. I like how the Ole, the Ole Miss powders with red better than the powders with gold. All right, anyway. Those those are those might be my favorite college football uniforms. The ones that Ole Miss powder blues. I'm trying to think of other or some other sweet college football. I've always liked the Florida blues. The Florida blue and orange is a good look. Um you know not many jump off the, the top of the head. I can't think of good college football uniforms there's just there's lots of generic ones like touchdown by the way touchdown Ole Miss there we go it was a passing touchdown like from like the two yard line maybe if I look it up best college football uniforms they'll give me they'll jog my memory uh unis um I don't want to get into one of those lists. I'm not going to get in a list where I have to click through a bunch. Oh, a lot of it is, is based on the helmet. It's how good your helmet is. Like Michigan has a cool helmet. Florida State has a cool helmet. Oh, of course, Oregon Ducks. I mean, Oregon has some sweet. Of course, they always have the, the variety, the Nike variety, obviously. The UCLA Powder Blues. Yeah, these are some good ones. Okay. There's just not that many, really. There's not that many. There's lots of just just like red or blue or like navy blue. Tons like tons of navy blue in college football. I think like half the teams are navy blue. Okay. Let's go. Let's go back to, we just keep getting back. Let's just stay in Ryan Reynolds for a little, we'll stay with Ryan Reynolds for a little bit. Uh, the Odyssey is a TV show, 1993 to 94. He worked a lot when he, when he was very young. 13 episodes, Macro slash Lee. Yeah, he did a lot of TV. Following an accident, young Jay Zeigler falls into a coma. All his family and friends must continue their lives in the real world. Jay finds himself in the magical downworld on a quest to return home. What? Is this like a... It makes me think of that David Bowie movie. What was that one? Labyrinth. Labyrinth. That's what that immediately made me think of. Like, that's what... Labyrinth. That was a great movie too. There was that was ghoulish. That was very a scary movie when I was. I <laughs> that was. I remember being super scared of that movie when I saw it. <laughs> and it probably would be so funny if I watched it now, because lots of uh, prosthetics, like um, yeah, just crazy makeup. 
Like, I wonder if the makeup department was nominated for that movie, for Labyrinth, and special effects. All right. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, number five, TV movie, lots of TV stuff. 1995, plays Andy, Serving in Silence, the Margareth Kammermeyer story. Now we have to look at who's Margareth Kammermeyer. The true story of a decorated officer's legal challenge to her involuntary discharge when she admitted she was homosexual. I wonder what year this was. Was it in the 90s? I'll just look her up. That's a very unique name. Hard to spell, too. Like, I already forgot how to... There it is. Uh, let's see when she's... Oh, so she's 80 years old right now. Oh, she went... Oh, no way. University of Washington. She's from Norway. But... She went to UW. As well as... University of Maryland in Baltimore. UMBC. But, um... So, when was it? When did... Oh, there it was. 1989. She disclosed she's lesbian. Uh, June 11th, 1992. She was honorably discharged. So that's when... So it was... It was early 90s. That this happened. That seems very shameful, you know? That I mean I mean shameful that it happened that recently. That's like astonishing. That people were I guess society wasn't very accepting. Back when I was born, you know? Think of how di- <laughs> now, think of how different times are now, you know. Now if if she wasn't gay, no, I'm just gay. <laughs> it's a big deal if she's not gay. No, no. We're accepting of all people in 2022. Uh, Margaret Kammermeyer, though. She's still kicking it at 80 years old. Um, so let's go. Ryan Rounds, TV show, 1995, The Marshal. He plays Rick for one episode. The Marshal. McBride is a U.S. Marshal, and his job is to guard criminals, protect witnesses, and pursue escaped convicts. His job takes him all across the country, where he meets all kinds of people. 7.4 stars on the old IMDb. That's not too shabby. Jeff Fahey plays this. That sounds familiar. I have 30. I just opened my 31st tab. I'm going for a new record. I want to... Break the tab bank. How many can you open? I mean... See, that's what I don't get. Like, they're... they're <laughs> that's, they, that is a way that... It's like, why can it... Why can your thing store 5,000 photos, but it can't store 11,000 photos, you know? It's like, what's the difference? This, this, this thing can store thousands of stuff, and then why can't it just store... You know what I'm saying. I think they just, it all comes back to, you know, they want your money. <laughs> That's, I just got all conspiratorial. They want your money, dude. Of course. Isn't that funny, though? How is that even quantifiable? Like, my device can store 
5,800 photos. But but then you have to start paying. A, it's only a dollar though. It's not too bad. A dollar a month. Get that extra storage. Jeff Fahey has a lot of credits as well. There you go. He's almost 70 years old. Jeff Fahey. He, this guy works. This guy has also. This guy also has hundreds of credits. I'm just. What's his, what has he done? Yeah, he's in. He's in the movie coming up. TBA. One year off. British comedy. Directed by Philip Martinez. Interesting. Nathalie. Her name is Nathalie instead of Natalie. There's an H in there. She's British. She's British. She's from Le- Leicestershire. I don't know how. Leicestershire? Leicestershire? I wrote a joke today that I think it would be a funny joke. It's just a one-liner. Um, I'm trying to think of how would I say it. I'll just say it right now. Uh, how would I word it? Um, I, I don't think... This, it's like a non-sequitur. I don't think people would visit Europe if they couldn't brag about it. <laughs> or, or I was going to say... If they couldn't, uh, I don't think people would visit Europe if they couldn't tell you all about it. I think that's funnier. I think brag, brag sounds like I'm like, I'm jealous. Brag, brag makes it sound like I'm jealous now that I say that out loud. I don't think people, I don't, and I don't have to say Americans. Because people, we say people, we're in America, we think Americans. (laughs) We're very self-centered. I don't think people would visit Europe if they couldn't tell you all about it. See, I, th- I think I, I, that would get a laugh. I I have pretty good judgment. I think that's a pretty funny... I wrote it down. I wrote it down in my notes section. In the jokes, the jokes tab of my notes section. I think it's pretty funny. I like non-sequiturs. For some reason, I like short jokes. But they're impossible. I'll never be able to remember... Like, you know, I don't, I don't see myself ever remembering like 50 jokes. Like that's just insane. And then, and then remembering if you said them, that's just absolutely insane. Um, yeah. So even if I was a professional comic, I still, I honestly still think I would have like, um, like a, a notepad. I don't think there's any, if you're saying, I, I, if you're like, Telling stories, you don't need a notepad. But I'm just saying, it becomes like a memory game. like, And that stresses people out, you know? <laughs> it's like, just write. I don't, I don't, if someone is, if they're reading um, jokes that they wrote off their, or if they're just looking at their notepad to remind them, and I don't see, even if it's like a famous comic, I, I still think it's funny. I think people to put too much weight on memorizing yeah like I, I i get that impression from comics when i listen to podcasts they like put pressure on each other to like memorize stuff like i guess that's the name of the game but i, I don't see any difference if you're just reading or if you just look at it not you don't want to read it obviously you need to look at the audience but i don't want to all right let's just get back to ryan Reynolds. <laughs> let's get Let's get out of the 
Wow, 24-17 Ole Miss. The third quarter's almost over. This is a great game. I'm going to have to keep going through the end of this game for sure. It's a great game. All right. But I'm just, I just want, I think, like, a guy like, guys who do, people who do, like, tons of one-liners, <laughs> I just make excuses. <sighs> I don't see any problem with having a notepad. That's my main point. Uh, I think some people think it's amateurish. But also, yeah, it's just, of course it's, that, I just keep meaning, I just, I keep motivating myself to, obviously, I want to go do Gotta go do an open mic. Gotta get my toes back in. I was talking to... I saw... I did background yesterday and saw a couple old friends. And one of them, David, told me about the Comedy Chateau in North Hollywood. Which I've heard Mike Dawson of the Adam Carolla show. Mike Dawson has done sets there. But they, I think they definitely have a... They have an open mic that he was telling me about. And he said that place is very nice. Very nice, very nice. Definitely. It's like, it's just such a... It's like, I build it up in my head so much. I'm like, do comedy again? It seems so stressful to me for some reason. But it's, I definitely want to... And I have, a, I have a lot of new jokes, too. Let's go bring my note card up there, you know? The old-fashioned notepad slash note card. Okay, let's get back to Ryan Reynolds. I still love it, though. I love, I I, I love podcasts. I love podcasts by comedians. That's like my thing. I, I do love stand-up, but I really love uh, listening to podcasters who are stand-up comics because they they're just so funny on podcasts. Obviously. Okay. Uh. The Marshall. Here we go. We just did the Marshall. Um, Lonesome Dove. The Outlaw Years. TV miniseries. 1995. Plays Griffin. One episode. Just one episode. It has a huge bio. I'm not going to... It's just a Western, I believe. Alright, 1996. TV show. The X-Files. This was on forever. For one episode, Jay DeBoom. That's a fun name. There's a it's like a three word name. J and then D E and then Boom. Like Boom goes the dynamite. That was a great newscaster clip. Ah <laughs> that just reminds me of that would be a fun career. I always think about like what careers. I think if if I could choose, I would study like some sort of some type of broadcasting or something for sure. Not that I think I've already talked about this recently. My dream career would definitely be a minor league baseball announcer guy. That would be the best job. Just in some small town. Just be, just be that guy that. I don't know if it's radio or... Yeah, it would probably be radio, I guess. Not minor league baseball is non-TV. I could do that. What am I, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking about it. Like, it's, it's so funny. The way I build, I build stuff up. Like, 
I'm talking about it. Like, it's some unattained. I mean, it, you do have to have some background. You definitely have to have some type of background in it to get that job. Of course. But they should just listen to my podcast. <laughs> Seriously, just listen to You can... And then I also... I have tons of baseball. I love I love baseball. I have tons of baseball knowledge. I could get I could see myself getting fully immersed in a minor league baseball organization. <laughs> just, just like know like the ins and outs of like some just random team. I mean, it would be pretty fun. And I I, I like the pace. I love like I love the pace of like a three and a half hour game on like a lazy summer evening. I can just tell stories or whatever. <laughs> just not talk about the game. Okay. Um, I Would I want to be a single? See, for some reason, I, I picture that being a single man booth too. Would I, just like this, I guess this podcast is a single man booth. That's kind of a fun way to describe it. I got to write that down. I don't know what I'm going to use it for, but it's a fun way to describe this podcast. It's a single man booth. Because it doesn't seem like you would need an extra person to talk about minor league baseball. <laughs> like, I could, I could have, like, a guest. I could have guests come in. I always enjoy that. Like, when, when like Bill Burr, you guys, you guys got to look up the, when Bill Burr, I've talked, I keep, I always talk, talk about things that, when Bill Burr does um, the Red Sox this past season, just for a couple innings, he'll go in the booth, just embarrass the announcers, like make them blush and stuff, he's like a funny guy, <laughs> I love that though, yeah, that would be, I, I, I'm obviously, I know I'm, maybe I just have to you have to like go back to school or just be an intern somewhere or something to like get your foot in the door. I'm definitely meant to talk though. Because, um, I mean, I literally could talk all day if I, if I needed to, like for money, like I do this for free, you know, <laughs> I do this for love of the game. This is love of the game, you know, like imagine if there was money and if there's like, money involved dude I would talk for like 10 hours not that that would be required um okay where were we <laughs> we were on the X-Files let's move on Ryan Reynolds a secret between friends a moment of truth movie is a TV movie 1996 Ben Coulson Two friends keep their vomiting a secret until one friend almost dies. Oh, like they're bulimic, I think. Yeah, that's what it means. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. This was a great, that was a great show back in the day. That was a, that was an underrated show. I used to, like that era of TV shows, um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Reba, I think these were both, like, UPN shows. Uh, you had, like, Malcolm in the Middle back then. That was a good one. That that era. Um, okay. 
He played Seth. This was a TV movie. TV movie, 1996. I wonder if it was... Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, it was her. This was like the prequel to the TV show. Sent by her parents to live with her two eccentric aunts, Sabrina Sawyer discovers on her 16th birthday that she's a witch. I wonder if I ever watched that movie. I probably did. 1996. I'm sure I did. When I was like little. It probably got me... When did, because when did that TV show, I'm wondering when the TV show, I think that TV show was definitely around 2000. It centered, it was around the year of 2000, yeah, 96 to 03. That was on for a long time, 96 to 03. Yeah, so it, it was right on the heels of that movie. There you go. Alright, so many tabs. Let me just close some of these tabs. Joshua Jackson, the Canadian actor. We're done with you. National Treasure 3. Looks like they're waiting for Nick Cage to sign on. Hopefully that happens. Washington, Mr. Basketball. Michael Johnson was the winner in 1997. It's the same name as, that's a very common name. That might be the most common name in America. Michael Johnson. Ballard High School, which is, that's like the neighborhood, uh, friend, my friend's family is from the Ballard neighborhood, and, and we used to mow lawns back in, over four years ago, I used to mow lawns, and lots of them were around that neighborhood in North Seattle, that's where Michael Johnson went, and he went on to play for UW. 1998, Washington, Mr. Basketball. Grant Leap. That's a great basketball player name. His last name is Leap. Mount Vernon, played for UW. Curtis Borchardt. He's got Wikipedia. Eastlake. They were in the Kinko Conference. They were in the Bothells Conference. Oh, this guy was a seven-footer. He went on to play for Stanford. He played for the Utah Jazz for a couple seasons. 2000 was Luke Ridnour from Blaine High School up by the Canadian border. And he played for the Oregon Ducks. And he played for the Seattle Sonics for a while, from 03 to 08. Quite a while. Love Luke Ridnour back in back when we used to watch the Sonics on Kong Kong TV Channel 16. Wow, Luke Luke Ridnour was a first round draft pick. Selected he was the the number fourteen pick in the two thousand three draft. Wow. Okay, third. He's looking, he's looking for building. Get directions on that. Okay. It's like a maze. I guess this place is like a maze. Alright, I mean, dude, just look at the letters on the... 
Just walk around and look at the letters on the buildings, man. <laughs> okay. Okay. There he goes. Roll. There he goes. Uh, I think it was a UPS man. Luke Rinera. Luke Rinera looks like he would work for UPS. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that made me laugh. <laughs> Luke Rinera. I just like, I gotta look at, I just gotta look at a good picture of Luke Rinera, like in his Sonics jersey. Why does it keep giving everything on Google is like Minnesota Timberwolves and Orlando Magic? He's known as a Sonic. He, if he goes in, if he's a Hall of Famer, he goes in as a Sonic. Yeah, Luke Rinera just—he's a very unassuming. That's basically the the closest. He's six foot, a six foot two American white dude from the Pacific Northwest. He's from from Western Washington. So he's basically like my NBA spirit animal. Ah, six foot two, 175 pounds. Yeah, it's like... Oh, this guy's got... Alright. Yep. Here you go. Wait. Mm, let me just... Um, okay, okay. Here we go. Back to the podcast. Luke Ridner. Nine points per game on the career. Four and a half assists per game. That's pretty solid. Over 3,700 career assists. That's a lot of career assists. Alrighty. He played, he played in the NBA from 03 to 2015. That's a great career for Luke Ridner. I wonder, what's the... Uh, Luke, Luke, yeah, he was like a hero. Him and like Jake Locker. Jake Locker was from up there. Career earnings. Jake Locker, Husky. Luke Ridner's career earnings, $45 million. That's pretty solid. That's very solid. Over the course of what, 12 seasons? That's, um... That's, like, nearly 4 million a season. Yeah, but, think, $45 million? If he in- invested that properly, he's swimming in it. Swimming in cash. Alright. I wonder what Luke Ridner is up to now. Well, if we just look up... Luke Ridner... He's, like, he's, what, 41 years old... Yeah, he's 41. What's he do now, though? Probably just... I just want to... I want to find out more about... Does he have, like, a... I mean... What's he up to? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so interested. (sighs) I think he owns property up in... Whatcom County, I believe. Oh, it says he's hoping to start a gym. There you go. Maybe he started a gym up near Bellingham, where I went to school, up in Western, up there. I mean, come on. You gotta... Maybe he's trying to give back a little bit, trying to stay involved in the community, play basketball, coach basketball. 
I could see, yeah, lots of, I, I'm surprised not, like, all players don't just become coaches or announcers. Like, those are the two, like, I'm surprised when a player doesn't become a coach or slash announcer, right? Like, unless they're, unless they're like, a Derek Jeter or Michael Jordan, they go down the owner route. But there's not many, like, they, they usually just stay involved in the sport in some way. That's, like, usually how it works. Or, like, sometimes, um, what, like, uh, who is the wine? Is it John Elway? No. Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. Uh, yeah, Drew Bledsoe does the, we talked about that, too. He does a winery. Remember? We talked about that. <laughs> we talked about that. Drew Bledsoe has a winery. What, was it, uh, Bend? Was it in Bend, Oregon? Or was it in Walla Walla? It was maybe both of those. So sometimes they get involved in, yeah, of course. Like, you get involved in other stuff. Like, you're, what, what you're always interested in doing. Like, Drew Bledsoe was always interested in wine. Um, trying to think of, like, that'd be something fun to look up. Obscure... Like, obscure post-sports careers? Or if anything will come up there. Obscure post... Yeah, weirdest... Um, yeah, weirdest careers athletes have entered. This is grunge.com. <laughs> okay. Grunge represents Seattle, baby. Early 90s Seattle. Mookie Wilson of the 86 Mets became a truck driver. So I don't know. I don't know if this is a reliable source. Shaq. Shaq has done many different things. Of course, he was a policeman. Kurt Schilling, video game developer. I do remember hearing about that. Richard Siegler. It says... <laughs> see, this is where I start to ask questions about the source. It says pimp. He was a pimp? Question mark? What? Uh, let's see. What they say here. Grunge.com. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, 2007. He was on the Steelers practice squad. Richard Siegler was arrested on charges related to prostitution in Vegas. I thought it was legal. Is it not? I thought it was legal in Vegas. Maybe it's just in Nevada. But he wasn't soliciting. Um, he was pimping. Uh, allegedly. A year later, charges were dropped. So maybe he wasn't. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe. Vintner. That's what you call a winemaker. A Vintner. There it is. And I think it is in Walla Walla. David Hillier is a fireman. He's a, a professional soccer player from Arsenal. Adrian Dantley, former NBA. He's an NBA Hall of Famer. Wow, Adrian Dantley is a Hall of Famer? A crossing guard. That's That's fun. Now that's the last one. Eight, here we go. 18 obscure, this is, <laughs> these are just some weird obscure websites, I would say. Um, I don't know. This website is called Atlas Obscura. Oh, that was Obscure Sports. Okay. There you go. 
well, let's just go back to... <laughs> we always just circle back. Enough Luke Ridnour talk. Let's just circle back to Ryan Reynolds. In Cold Blood, TV miniseries, 1996, plays Bobby Rupp, two episodes. What is this all about? Based on Truman Capote's Wow, Bama's driving. Looks like Bama might take the lead here. Based on Truman Capote's true crime classic, nominated for two Emmys in Cold Blood, follows a pair of ex-cons, Anthony Edwards and Eric Roberts, who brutally murdered a respected Midwestern rancher and his family. It's kind of like an early Yellowstone, I guess. I've never seen that show. But always hear about it. The John Larroquette Show from 1996. He plays Tony Hemingway for one episode. John Larroquette sounds familiar. It's a sitcom about a recovering alcoholic who becomes a manager of a big city bus station. It's a tragicomic. I've never seen that word before. Tragicomic. Like a tragedy slash comedy. Uh, perhaps summed up best by an old carnival sign that now hangs in his office. This is a dark ride. Okay. John Larroquette. That, where do I know that name? He's an older guy. He's a uh, seventy. He's about to be seventy-five years old. Just sounds so familiar though. I just look him up. Night Court, Stripes. He, I've seen Stripes. He's like a big '80s actor. Night Court. I've heard of Night Court. Was that a sitcom? An eccentric, fun-loving judge presides over an urban night court, and all the silliness going on in there. Okay. The judge is Harry Anderson. I've heard the show, but I've never seen it. There's lots of old shows I've got to watch. All right. John Larroquette. That's it's just a very unique last name too, Larroquette. 1997, The Alarmist, Howard Ancona. Wait, that's who he plays. Okay. Young Tommy Hudler decides to become a security system salesman and is an instant success. Who plays Tommy Hudler? David Arquette. Not Larroquette. David Arquette. He's, he's a good actor. Underrated actor. Enjoy him in Scream. Stanley Tucci. Kate Capshaw. Mary McCormick. Ryan Reynolds. The Alarmist. I've never even heard of this. Seems seems kind of interesting. Definitely looks interesting though. Yeah, it's, and it's got a good good cast. All right. Nineteen ninety eight TV show, The Wonderful World of Disney, plays Wade Early for one episode. Experience the magic and adventure from Walt Disney World of Color. Probably watched that when I was four years old or 
five years old. Seems in the wheelhouse. The Outer Limits TV show, 1995 to 98. Paul Nodell slash Derek Tillman, three episode. What's The Outer Limits? Modern Revival, the classic science fiction horror anthology show, The Outer Limits, from 1963. Oh, Bama. It's going in. Uh, episodes often have twist endings and involve aliens. Kind of, um, God, I'm having poor recall today. <laughs> it's like, every, it's lots of stuff on the tip of my tongue. What's the famous, how can I not even think of that famous, um, Twilight Zone. There it is, Twilight Zone. Good poll, good poll, Chris. Some, some days your recall. I usually got good re- <laughs> I'm a good recall guy. Uh, re- reminds me of Twilight Zone, I guess. Sometimes a story from one episode continues to a later episode. Like an anthology. The Outer Limits. Kevin Conway. Alright. Next credit, Ryan Reynolds. 1999 movie coming soon. Henry Lipschitz. It's an interesting poster. Was well, just a. It's intriguing <laughs> for men. <laughs> uh, it's just a girl. It's just a bare lady's legs, and she's holding a panties, askew. The trials and tribulations of wealthy young Manhattanites and their sexual coming of age. A romantic comedy set. At Upper East Side Prep School. Okay, it's that prep school. Bonnie Root, Gabby Hoffman, Trisha Vesey. Gabby Hoffman was. That's right, she was in Field of Dreams. She was in Uncle Buck. <laughs> she was a. Oh, she was in Girls. Yeah, she was in lots of stuff. I remember Gabby Hoffman. All right. Coming soon. <laughs> Who's Ryan Reynolds play? Uh, let's see. Bonnie Root, Gabby Hoffman, Trisha Vesey, James Roday, Bridget Barkan, Mia Farrow, Ramsey Farragala, Ellen Pompeo from um, Grey's Anatomy, Dimitri Lipkin, Jared Ryan, Spalding Gray. That sounds very familiar, too. Spalding Gray. He died way back in 2004. Spalding Gray. Huh, okay. All right. Very good. <laughs> Let's move on to Dick. The next movie, 1999. Dick. Plays Chip. After wandering off during a White House tour, two high school girls inadvertently become Richard Nixon's top secret advisors at the height of the Watergate scandal. I have heard of this movie. Never saw it. There was lots of President's movies in the late 90s. That was a big theme in the late 90s. Uh, Like politics. There's Dick... 
There was, no, I can't think, there was Independence Day. There was Election. There was Dave. I think that was early 2000s or something. There's lots of presence movies. I'm still sticking with it. I feel like there's lots of presence movies back in the late 90s. Um, Kirsten Dunst, Michelle Williams. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell was in this? No way. Now that makes me want to watch it even more. Jim Brewer, stand-up comic. Anna Gasthire. She's the... Isn't she? I just did... That was the... American Auto was the show. She wasn't there. But um, American Auto was the show I did. Background yesterday. Anna Gasthire. Yeah, that's her show. American Auto. NBC. She was not there, though. That day. She's from SNL. 1996 to 02. Anna Gasthire. Alright. Back to Dick. Yeah, that that definitely looks like a solid movie. And it's got a good cast. Lots of... Lots of famous... Yeah, so many famous people in this. Dunst, Michelle Williams. Um, Dave Foley. He was in... He was in the the Joe Rogan uh, news radio. Joe Rogan always talks about him. He was in that sitcom. Ted McGinley. That's a TV actor. Uh... Married with Children? Yes, Married with Children. Yes, yes. I always see commercials for that. Revenge of the Nerds. Ted McGinley was like the the hunk back in the 80s. Yeah, he was like the, the Hollywood heartthrob. 2000, Bolt Neck. Carl O'Reilly. A student receives a serial killer's brain in a transplant after being thrown into a pool with no water in it. Is he the star? No, Matthew Lawrence is the star. Ryan Reynolds is just a bit part here. It's like a horror movie. It's a, it's a comedy slash horror slash sci-fi. Interesting, okay. 2000... We All Fall Down plays Red Shoes. I hadn't heard of a lot of this stuff that Ryan Reynolds used to do. Caught in the jagged downtown world of drugs, prostitutes, and violence, three young artists lead tumultuous lives in desperate need of an overhaul. It's one of those movies. Okay. Okay. Very good. I've heard of this TV show. Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. He plays Michael Berg Bergen. 81 episodes. Three 20-somethings share a Boston apartment and hang around and work at a pizza place. Trailer Howard, Ryan Reynolds, Richard Rucalo, Susan Cryer, Nathan Fillion. It's like it's like seeing an old friend. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> we spent we spent a lot of time on Nathan Fillion last episode. I do remember that. 
We spent we must have done twenty minutes on Filion. We filled we filled twenty minutes with Filion last episode. That that's that seems like a good TV show. Ran from ninety eight to two thousand one. I wonder where you can watch that. More of the two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Not to be confused with the Sklar Brothers show, Apartment 2F. I've gotten those two guys, a girl, and there it is. I'm trying to find them YouTube. Okay, it looks like it's not on YouTube. But there's just, there's a few clips. There's some, like, one or two minute clips on there, though, that you can check out. Or I can check out, see what that show's like. Alrighty. 2001. We have, oh, Alabama had to sell for a field goal, so they're only up three points. There you go. The Ole Miss defense held them inside the five-yard line. And uh, ten minutes to go. There you go. All right. It's good. It's going to get dark. i got to get outside before it gets dark soon. <laughs> the sun goes down so early now. But oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be aiming for wrapping up when this game wraps up. Ten minutes to go in the game, which is over a half hour in real time. I mean, especially if this is a close game, obviously. Anyway, 2001, Finder's Fee plays Quigley. A man finds a wallet containing a winning lottery ticket worth $6 million. That's a fun premise. No way. No way. <laughs> That's so funny. Guess who the director is? That can't be real. Guess who the director of this movie? Are you kidding me? This is like um, a hilarious discovery for me. If this is real. Finder's Fee, the movie. Is directed. I just. I. I have to confirm this. I have to confirm this from a, a second, source. I mean, I, I trust IMDb. This is. Um, directed by Jeff Probst, of Survivor from Survivor. That's so random. That is so random. It's right when he. It's right after Survivor started. Survivor. Began in two thousand. And this movie came out in 2001. So Jeff Probst wrote and directed the movie on a minuscule budget of $1 million. And this says, this review says he does a fantastic job for a first time filmmaker. That is so cool. That Finder's Fee. Now I got to watch that movie now. There's so many things I got to watch now. Finder's Fee. See if that's on YouTube. Uh, Finders Fee movie. The, the trailer. I gotta watch. You can watch the trailer on YouTube. There you go. Okay. Um, to check that out. That's so cool that Jeff Probst directed that. Jeff Probst and Ryan Reynolds worked together. Okay. 2002, okay, so here's where Ryan Reynolds really breaks out, obviously. 2002, with one of my favorite comedians, stories is, stories is, 
uh, Burt Kreischer's story, life story, Van Wilder, National Lampoon, Van Wilder, yep, yep, I don't know if I ever saw it, but I definitely have seen lots of it on cable, you know, like bits and pieces on cable, Michigan blowing out Nebraska 31-3, to as expected, um, so Van Wilder, yeah, this is like a movie that's always on, like, TBS. Or, yeah, it's like a TBS movie. Maybe, I was, not TNT, it's more TBS. Not FX, not FX. Maybe Comedy Central back in the day. Definitely Comedy Central back in the day, but also TBS. For some, I just get that TBS vibes. Uh, the most popular kid on campus meets a beautiful journalist who makes him realize that maybe he's afraid to graduate. Based on Burt Kreischer's life. Tara Reed. She was another bombshell back in the day. She was in everything in the early 2000s. Tara. Tara, it's Tara Reed. It's not Tara. Tara. Uh, yeah, she's, I wonder if she does, we'll have to maybe, maybe, uh, actually, let me just write that down. That's actually a good idea. She deserves, she deserves her own episode for sure. Of course, everyone, anyone who's been in a number of credits on IMDb deserves a, a Star's Bone, a Star's Bone episode. Yeah, Tara Reed would be a great one. Oh, Tara. It's Tara. It's not... See, that's what... Names... The name where you have two different pronunciations. Alright. Um, yeah, that'd be a good episode. Okay. Here we go. So, yeah. Van, Van Wilder. Well-known movie. Let's go... Man, he's got a lot. Here we go. 2002. Buying the Cow. He plays Mike Hansen. See, I, these random movies, they sound like they're made-up movies. Like like from Tropic Thunder with, like, the, the fake credits or the fake, you know, the fake trailers. Buying the Cow? Like, that's like a ridiculous name for a movie. A commitment-averse man frantically hits the dating scene after his girlfriend starts pressuring him to pop the question. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds, lots of rom-coms. We're gonna we're gonna get into the rom com section here in a little bit. There's gonna be so many rom coms. Jerry O'Connell, that'd be Jerry O'Connell would be a good. See, I'm just getting all types of ideas for uh, future episodes. But I bet we have to do a part two of Ryan Reynolds. Though, no way we're about to make it through. We're not gonna make it through like ninety credits in the next half hour alright Jerry O'Connell Bill Bellamy Bridget Wilson something cuts off Alyssa Milano lots of people in this one Buying the Cow I've never even heard of this movie it's a rom-com right yeah it's a rom-com okay Scrubs 2003 Scrubs used to be one of my favorite Shows back in the day. Definitely. Love Scrubs. 
You got those new commercials with JD and Turk. When, I, when do, uh, or what, I can't remember what the product is. I was looking at my equalizer thing. I was like, why is it? <laughs> I was studying my equalizer screen here. Don't want to get, don't get distracted by the equalizer. All right. Um, yeah. Is it, is it a good commercial if I can't even remember what the product is that they're advertising? <laughs> I think it's AT&T. I think the new commercials with JD and Turk from Scrubs are AT&T, I think. All right. Uh, so Ryan Reynolds plays Spence. I see. I didn't. And back in '03, so early Scrubs. I do not remember Ryan Reynolds and Scrubs, but I could see it though. '03, also in '03, The In-Laws plays Mark Tobias. Here's a rom-com. Right before his daughter's wedding, a mild-mannered foot doctor discovers his future son-in-law's father is a freewheeling international spy. Okay, it's kind of an action comedy. Albert Brooks, Michael Douglas, Ryan Reynolds, Lindsay Sloan. She was in Entourage. Loved Entourage. Andrew Fleming is a director. That's, that name sounds very familiar. Why do I feel like he did... Why do I feel like Andrew Fleming did something that just came out? Let me dig into his IMDb. No, he didn't. No. No. <laughs> Not really. Emily in Paris? Uncoupled? No, I guess maybe I think of a different Fleming. Okay. Uh, the In-Laws. Yes, it's one of those multi-generational rom-coms. It's a classic genre. All right. Uh, 03, Foolproof. Foolproof. Kevin. What's this one? Uh, wow. Ole Miss. Come on, Ole Miss. Trying to go back shoulder there. Back shoulder usually works. Foolproof. Kevin, Sam, and Rob are founding members of a theoretical group which pulls off heists. Okay, so it's kind of like a tower heist meets the watch. Remember the watch? The, like, Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller, the watch. It was going to be called the Neighborhood Watch, but it came out at the same time, or it came out right after the George Zimmerman, Trayvon Martin thing. That's like a random piece of trivia. It's just somehow I just had that on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> How did I? I just knew that off the top. I just got some random useless knowledge, you know. They were gonna call it the Neighborhood Watch, but they changed the name to the Watch because of the Zimmerman Martin debacle. Okay, but that movie wasn't very. That movie, I definitely caught some of that movie, and that was more of a an FX movie. I would say. Not really TBS. Maybe TNT. Like, after like a... Maybe like a Thursday night at like midnight. Like after Inside the NBA. Or FX. I could see them playing that. Alright. 
foolproof. Who are the other... Yeah, there's not really other famous people. Brian Reynolds kind of carries that movie. 2004. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. A classic movie. He plays the male nurse. I did not even remember Ryan Reynolds being in this movie. He he does Ryan Reynolds does have a lots of good cameos. He he is not he doesn't he doesn't have too much pride to just be in like one scene or he'll just do like a tiny yeah like in this movie. He'll just do one little part and just be hilarious in it. This was a very funny movie. Uh, a Korean op, uh, American office worker and his Indian American stoner friend embark on a quest to satisfy their desire for White Castle. I've been to White Castle when we drove across New Jersey during the East Coast baseball trip back in 2008. I would, I definitely, I would love to do a, a burger, like not like a blind taste test. I just want to compare burgers, like regional burgers, like uh, White Castle, In-N-Out, which I think is definitely overrated. There's always like 50 people in line there. Uh, I think Dick's Burgers from Seattle, Dick's Burgers is the best. I mean, I might be biased, but I, I, like, I like that. And... Uh, Whataburger, that's like the Texas one, right? Those are like the regional burgers. Oh, what's the... Culver's. I think Culver's is a thing. It's like a Midwest fast food place. I've never been to Culver's. But we saw it in Rapid City. That's where, we, that's where I saw it. Rapid City, South Dakota, a few months ago. When we went to see Grandma, they had a Culver's. Okay. 2004, Ryan Reynolds, Blade Trinity, Hannibal King. This was... Was this uh, Wesley Snipes? Yep. I never saw Blade, the Blade movies. Parker Posey of Days Days and Confused. God. Love Days... That might be my favorite movie. It's very cliche to say that Days and Confused is your favorite movie. But... It might be. I mean... Or Pineapple Express. <laughs> That's also stoner cliche. I don't know. Pineapple Express or Dazed and Confused. I can't choose. They're both so good. It's... Those are those are some great movies. I mean, honestly, obviously, one of the Will Ferrells, like the... From the aughts. Like, um... Ricky Bobby is... Obviously, Talladega Nights is under Underrated. I mean, I would like to watch, just like I would like to compare burgers. Maybe I'll eat my regional burgers while I watch. I want to watch Anchorman, and then I want to watch Talladega Nights, like, the next day. And I can eat, I'll eat, like, a in and out burger, and then I'll eat, like, Dick's Burger the next day. But I want to compare those. And maybe Elf, Elf is pretty good. Elf is solid. I think it's, oh, um, Step Brothers. Obviously, Step Brothers. It's between Anchorman, Talladega Nights, and Step Brothers. I would like to do those three on three consecutive nights. 
because one of those is the best Will Ferrell movie. But it's obviously opinion, but yes, yes. Okay, Blade Trinity, Blade, A Wanted Man by the FBI, has to join forces with the Night Stalkers to face the most challenging enemy yet, Dracula. Didn't see that coming. This game is like, this game, remember when this, I said it could be a half hour? This game is going a lot quicker than expected. Because Alabama's running the clock out. Because Bama got the ball back. And they're just getting first downs and just running that clock. Yeah, it's only three minutes left. Wow. It might. Ole Miss might. Uh, wow, first down. All right, let's get moving. <laughs> We're going to have a long part two on Ryan Reynolds. So, 2004 to 2005. It's called a TV show called Zero Man plays Tai Cheese. Another funny name. Oh, this is a it's a cartoon. Animated adventure of a blundering crime fighter, Zero Man, voiced by Leslie Nielsen of um Naked Gun, an airplane. What's that like what's that style of humor? Like um is it slapstick? It might be s- you know what I'm... It might be slapstick. It's like a, the very ridiculous style of humor. I could look... I could look... Uh, naked Gun. Man, Bama's just going to run this thing out. I think Bama's going to pull this thing out. I would like to see what kind of humor that is known as. Spoof. It's a spoof. That's what it is. It's a spoof. It's a spoof. It's, it's a parody. I like the word spoof. It's a spoof. That, of course it is. Airplane was a classic. I think I saw Airplane. I remember I was pretty young and there was some... <laughs> I definitely remember just boobs being flashed in Airplane. <laughs> just random, random boobs being flashed in Airplane. It's definitely rated R. Probably shouldn't have been watching it at the time. So, Ryan Reynolds... A TV movie from 2005, School of Life. He plays Mr. D. Kind of like School of Rock. It's a couple years after School of Rock. A new teacher squares off against his crusty competitor for Teacher of the Year award. Who's his competitor? David Pamer. I've never even heard of David Pamer. He is, um, he's in, how many credits does he have? Oh my goodness. 177 acting credits. Yeah, it's got more than Ryan Reynolds. But he's all, he's, uh, over 20 years older. He's a couple decades older than Ryan Reynolds. So, like we were saying earlier, if Ryan Reynolds can just stay on track, he Easily surpass David Hamer. Let's go for three hundo. Alright. Ryan Reynolds. Let's, let's go back. Let's, it keeps... Here we are. We are... 2005. Amityville... Amityville Horror. Plays George Lutz. This was a remake. I would, I would like to watch this movie. I definitely want to see this. 
I love just a straight up classic horror movie. Like lots of horror movies nowadays, they're always a uh, they're comedies or they're action or they're always a mix of genres. This one just says horror. That's the only genre it has. Ooh, Alabama had to sell for the field goal. But the guy nailed it. It looked like a pretty long field goal right there. So, Bama, six-point lead, two minutes, 23 seconds. When we come back from commercial break right there. But I'm not going to commercials. I'll stay right here. All right. Um, yes, I definitely want to watch this. I love a remake. I want to watch the original one. And I want to watch the remake. Uh, newlyweds are terrorized by demonic forces after moving into a large house that was the site of a grisly mass murder a year before. Yeah, like, what was... Um, or what was the other movie? Like, the... Maybe I, I'm getting it mixed up with The Addams Family. No, Amityville Horror. Amy... How do you say it? Amity... It's a hard one to even... Amityville. Amityville? It's an annoying word to say. It's, um... The movie was... How many movies were there? So the book was by Jay Anson. Came out September of 1977. Also the basis of a series of movies. 1979 onward. So is it like... Based on claims of paranormal experience by the Lutz family, but it's led to controversy and lawsuits over its truthfulness. So it's based on uh, November 13, 1974, Ronald DeFeo Jr. shot and killed six members of his family at 112 Ocean Avenue, a large Dutch colonial house in Amityville, on the south shore of Long Island, and then December of 75, George and Kathy Lutz. Ooh, come on, get that first down. Oh, that guy didn't get the first down. George and Kathy Lutz and their three children moved into the house. After 28 days, the Lutz fled the house, claimed they were paranormal stuff. Yeah, this is like the original paranormal activity. For sure. That was a... Remember those? Those movies were actually pretty good. Those paranormal activity... Kind of um Kind of like Blair Witch Project. Like in a house. Those were some good movies. Alright. So... Ole Miss just got big play. This is going to be an interesting finish. I mean, I might have to just... I know I want to... I don't want to end the podcast. Because I want to... I need to wrap it up, but um, yeah, they're down six points, so if they get the touchdown, then there's going to be lots of pressure on the kicker to hit that extra point. Okay, 2005, Ryan Reynolds, this movie, oh my gosh, Ole Miss is like going in for a touchdown. They're in the red zone. Wow. Waiting, he plays Monty. I saw this one. It's a movie about young employees at Shenanigans Restaurant collectively stave off boredom and adulthood with their antics. This was a good movie. Anna Ferris, John Francis Daly, Justin Long, 
the from uh, the Apple Mac commercials. John Francis Daly is from Freaks and Geeks. He's also in Bones. I, f- I flipped on Bones the other day and saw John Francis Daly. David Koechner. I mentioned him earlier. This is a great cast. Luis Guzman, Chai McBride, Caitlin Doubleday, Rob Benedict, Alana Eubach. I just added her to my list of famous people I've seen on like on background jobs. I got to see, I saw her on Euphoria. I was like for some reason I was like I need to add Alana Eubach cuz I think I was just my mom told me she watched Coco the other day. Alana Eubach, a voice in that. Andy Milnakis is in this movie. Dane Cook. This is Emmanuel Sharik, um, also from Entourage. It's a stacked cast in Waiting. I would definitely want to watch this movie again. I wonder who... Uh, Dane Cook was has been good on podcasts recently. He did Fighter and the Kid and Burt's podcast. Yeah, Dane Cook, he should do his own podcast. How can how can you be Dane Cook and not uh have your own podcast? <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> like I I don't get that. Like every pretty much every comedian other than Dave Attell and Dave Chappelle. I can't think of, like, those two guys. The Attell and Chappelle, the Daves, like, those are two of the most famous comedians. And they don't have, neither of those guys have podcasts. But almost all famous comics have a podcast. And I don't see why you wouldn't. Because, like, come on, just, it's like one hour per week. And it's a way to get your, obviously publicize your touring. That's a missed opportunity on Dane Cook's part. <laughs> I'm like getting on Dane Cook's. No, but I'm just, no, I'm more saying because he's been, he's, he's a interest, he's a really good podcast guest. So I bet he could do his own, you know. It's not that hard. Any, anyone can do it, obviously. There's literally like over 2 million podcasts out there. Heard that recently. Okay, 2005. Ryan Reynolds. This was a great movie. He plays Chris Brander, Just Friends. It's a great rom-com. Amy, Amy Schmart. She was great in what, Varsity Blues. Wasn't she? No, was she the whipped cream? Was it? Was she the whipped cream girl? Or was it someone else? I can't remember if she was the whipped cream girl. In Varsity... Was she in Varsity Blues? God, now I have to look up Varsity Blues. I might be getting her mixed up with... A different... Blonde... From the late 90s. Varsity Blues... Was it like Allie something? You know what I mean by like the whipped cream. If you've seen... Varsity Blues was a great movie. Uh, but yeah, you know the whipped cream scene. Um, oh, Amy Smart is in it. Yeah, Allie Larder. It was Allie's. Yep, Allie Larder. She was the whipped cream girl. Yeah, she was the bomb in that movie. Uh, 
What's she do? She's been in lots of stuff. Oh, she was in the Final Destination movies. Those, there was lots of those. Uh, her name was Clear Rivers. Clear. Not Claire. Clear. Oh, she was in Entourage. Well, for as herself for one episode. Yeah, everyone was in. She was in Heroes. Okay. Allie Larder was in Heroes, of course. That was a, that was like the biggest show on TV in two thousand five. All right. Um. Where's Just Friends? It was a great movie. Oh, Anna Faris again. Ryan Reynolds, Anna Faris duo again. Chris Klein is in it. Oh my God, the game's over. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm looking down. Apparently, I was looking at the equalizer. The game's over. I wonder if they fumbled. I think, dude, I totally missed. That's so funny. Now, now you guys have to listen to me. <laughs> I have to look up. I think, I think, dude, give me a replay. I like how they just move on. Like, that's so funny. I, cause Ole Miss, Ole Miss was, um, they were at like the 10 yard line with one minute left. But then, but then it looks like the clock ran out. So I think that's so funny. The thing that I wanted, the thing that I'm <laughs> waiting, <laughs> I was waiting to wrap up the podcast just to see this one. I mean, it happened so quick all of a sudden. How did it? It's hilarious. Um, let's just go to. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, no, okay. It was just fourth down. It was, um, yeah. It was fourth and 16. And they just threw an incomplete pass. There you go. There was a sack the play before. What's the play of the game? Oh, here's the play of the game. Here we go. Play of the game. Incomplete pass. Oh, I see what they're looking at. That guy almost could have had that. That was a very close play. Let's see if, let's see if this defender got his hand in. Oh, that was great defense. Number 14 on Alabama. Number 14 on defensive back. Great defense. on. He got the deflection. That was a great deflection right there. That, had, that was a touchdown. If number 14 on Bama didn't get his hand in there, that was, that was going to be a touchdown for Ole Miss. Holy cow. So I guess I was so concentrated. And that's a good time to wrap it up. And then I'm going to go get some fresh air and see if I can catch, maybe get the last few sun rays of the day. Let me just write down, just friends. We went a solid amount of time. I'm on just friends going forward. All right. Thanks for listening. Um, Have a great day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.